These individuals seemed to be in some kind of altered state as they readily put forth their patently absurd confessions. At first U.S. intelligence assumed that they must have been confessing out of fear for their lives. But as the Moscow show trials rolled on and several of these unfortunates ended their statements by literally begging the courts to, quote, show no mercy, unquote, and to immediately execute them, the alarmed intelligence community in Washington realized that something else was afoot, and they believed that, quote, something else, unquote, was a concerted effort at mind control. This theory only intensifies at the onset of the Korean War, when U.S. troops were captured by Soviet-backed forces on the Korean Peninsula and subjected to covert mind control programs. These men were allegedly marched through the Chinese province of Manchuria and subjected to, in the literal translation of the Mandarin Chinese term, quote, brainwashing, unquote. It was a technique to wash or wipe away the captured Americans' memories and personal identities. In many instances, it seemed to have succeeded. Many of the POWs, who were taken to Manchuria inexplicably lost all recall of what went on during their internment. They seemed to have been victims of a manually induced amnesia. In the wake of these findings, the U.S. government began to fear the prospect of a real-life, quote, Manchurian candidate, unquote. It was believed that former POWs may have been selectively programmed by the communists to be triggered into spying and other covert acts against the United States by hypnotic command. And worst of all, it was believed that these men could all be ticking time bombs programmed by the enemy to kill upon suggestion. It was in this cloud of deep Cold War suspicion and fear as these potentially psychologically manipulated soldiers came home from the Korean War, that the CIA began to ramp up its own mind control studies. On April 13, 1953, CIA Director Alan Dulles initiated the program that would become known as MKUltra. The CIA allegedly wanted to counter and even surpass the techniques that their Cold War adversaries had developed. They were even looking into the creation of a mind-controlling truth serum they could use on captured communists in the field. But in order to gain this ability, they had to experiment on those closest to them, their own citizens. After the CIA greenlighted MKUltra, those in charge of the program began to seek out test subjects in the deepest and darkest of places. They partnered with a man named George White to control whole apartment complexes in New York and San Francisco. They used prostitutes to lure unsuspecting test subjects to the premises. Once there, the prostitute would give her ostensible John a drink laced with a heavy dose of LSD, while a group of rather unscrupulous CIA agents watched the results of the encounter. This was a perfect cover for the CIA early on. They could meticulously record the strange results of their experiments and rest assured that the men, 
too ashamed to admit their illicit meetings with prostitutes, would never come forward. And furthermore, even if they did, no one would take them seriously in the first place. Who would believe a man claiming to have been drugged by a prostitute working for the CIA? <laughs> the whole situation sounds way too much like a tabloid news, like a conspiracy theory. In fact, it's a documented reality. In the case of MK Ultra, future document dumps under the Freedom of Information Act would confirm that our Central Intelligence Agency really did engage in these nefarious dealings. And then the CIA took its initial findings from the seedy underworld and moved on to established institutions. They began to funnel money into universities and mental hospitals who were willing to provide research support for their mind control projects. Soon, patients and other test subjects were being given huge doses of LSD just to see what it would do to them. <laughs>